Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> Are you hanging up? You're wrestling on your wall. Are you hanging up? You're wrestling on your wall. Are you hanging up? You're wrestling on your wall. Are you hanging up? You're wrestling on your wall. Are you hanging up? On your wall. I'm Adam Wilmore from What Culture. Join me, Adam Cleary and Michael Sidgwick from What Culture to discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week (laughs) and the What Culture Christmas party. You made a mug of me there. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dupont, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions. And a round of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Cleary and Sidgwick. And Adam Cleary literally called the song before the show started. I did, I did, I did. He went, look, feel free to get involved with the song. And as I normally do, I went, absolutely not. That's your bit. But then he started and you you reprised a particular highlight from the What Culture Christmas Party. And uh, what can I say? The rhythm took me over. It's a surreal... Call him Re- Omicron because he's infectious. Oy. It's a surreal wrestle culture because normally this takes place... It's awful, the, isn't it? It's normally absolutely horrendous. The day after the Christmas party. Our Christmas party was on Tuesday this week and well, we've all been suffering as a result of it. Adam, uh, Andy Murray uh, working from home today. Phil Chambers. St- don't know. Don't doing. know. There, uh, may, there might be a pulse. No one's checked. <laughs> Hamlet again working from home. It's. Uh, it, it, we thought it was a good idea because it's like, oh, great. Well, you can... Christmas party Tuesday, Wednesday, who's a bit off, and then be back into the swing of things. Yeah. No, 
No, it's just been it's just been a write off uh, since to Tuesday. To be fair, basically. to be absolutely fair, the tradition of the many traditions we have for the Christmas party or what culture is you go out for the Christmas party and then you have a fairly useless Friday. Yeah, it's just that this year we've had three fairly useless Fridays in a row. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and now today have all been. I mean, I've, I've done. I've, I've made. I've made bank. Obviously, yeah. I've absolutely earned my wage. Let me just I don't check. Know anyone else has. Let me just check something. Oh yeah, still top of the uh, wrestling charts. Oh well, there you oh, see, it's there fine. Absolutely fine. Our work's done, Sage. Just uh, check something. All my books are sold out. All your books are sold out. <laughs> yes. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so, but just, uh, what's everyone else done this week? If anyone literally dropped their arse when I just said that, you know, the hundreds upon hundreds of mega fans. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, there will be an update incoming. Mm. Mm. Just I, can't officially, I can't officially give that update, but I will say, I will say, if it is your Christmas wish to read any of the books we've released, whether that's Development Hell, the NXT story, becoming... All Elite, All the Rise of AEW. Rise of AEW, get the wrong way around. Or 606 wrestling matches to see before you die, which of course you will one day. If it is your Christmas wish to read any of those mm-hmm. fine pieces of literature, well, Santa, oh, I just have a little, little, little bit of joy in his sack for you. Uh, one person who's going to one person who's going to be getting cold for Christmas this year. Ben Roy Turner, who had the day off after the Christmas party because he's a cop. Yeah, cop. So, I mean, we, we have to call people out for for what they are. On if this you podcast. take the day off after the Christmas party, it's a it's it is what culture heritage. Yeah. If you take the day off after the Christmas party, you are just worthless. He's a fetid worm. Um, he is like any casualties after the Christmas party this year. I mean, we talked at length uh, about. Adam Nicholas, his face plant a few years back. I think I think we all got through it relatively unscathed. This there was year. genuinely an incredible. There, there was so obviously basically what the Walkers Christmas party is it is a succession of afters, right? It's afters upon afters upon afters because the the party is the ball alley, and we bowl and we we get our food, we have our buffet, and we play pool. We bowl, we can drink, we could drink some more. That's what we can do That's at the what Christmas we do. party. That's what we do at the Christmas party, and then but then there's afters, isn't there? Afters at Rafferty's, oh. which is you know one of our favourite. I mean. All due respect to Rafferty's, they know it's a terrible bar, but it's we a, love it. It's, but a, dive love it. it's a dive bar. It's a dive bar. Everyone loves it on that it's basis. It's a dive bar, but we love it. We absolutely love it. That's the afters. But then, of course, there's afters afters, which is where we've got Cozy Joe's, Newcastle's premier karaoke bar. Hands up, anybody who did a song this year? Oh, 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 no, no you will, boy. I no just uh, stood next to the uh, stage, uh, shouted, and at one point when Emil was on stage, I believe, jumped up and put my arm around. You know what, like there is, a, there is, a, there is a little video of you doing that, and the man... The humorless karaoke master uh, being quite displeased. You, what did you, you did, uh, you and Hamlet did... Uh... Me and Hamlet did this charming man. We were desperate to get to Coolsy Joe's. We were the first two to leave. abandon Rafferty's. We were given Adam Nicholas's credit card for this exact purpose Dangerous. of getting a booth. And uh, I asked how much it cost. He said £150. Jeez. And it's like an instant sobering up. It was like, uh, can we do this to Nicholas? And I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> and Hamlet's like, oh, it's probably bad form. And I realised there's an actual karaoke. Yeah, the, it's well, like the turn-taking deal in the, the bar. Beauty, the beauty of Cozy Joe's is that while you can't hire any of their illustrious karaoke booths, there is also just a karaoke stage in the middle of the bar. So me and Hamlet, being massive nerds, are massive marks by design. That's what we do. We are professional marks. Yeah. We said, wouldn't it be like tits and like a sitcom scene if we decided to go on stage? And that is the precise moment at which our colleagues came Every in. Every single other us. member of staff walked in the bar. And uh, and we did. Yes. Uh, and there wicked. you were on a hillside, desolé, and we just opened the door. Oh, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I mean, why pamper life's complexities when you can just go to Cozy Joe's and sing songs? And the reason for the song at the beginning there was uh, Michael Hamlet and Phil Chambers doing that exact song. Are you hanging up the stocking on your wall? Uh, yeah. oh, you're Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody, from, from Slade, of course. 
but just that song for the entire song. And uh, yeah, the bloke in charge of the karaoke was no Oh, please get up for the comedy stylings of Michael and Phil. Didn't like that. What was he said? Good joke, lads. Good joke, lads. Good joke, lads. Or something like that. I tell you what, that DJ knew precisely what to drop after a song had been butchered by some drunkard. There was like Luther Van Dross... Like, uh, he can't be the bit of Luther like. I've also, I've also now, as of today, seen the clip of uh, me and Emil doing "Love Machine" by Girls Aloud. Wow! Another, another bop. I hadn't, I hadn't forgotten I'd done that. I just had no memory of it, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> but then, of course, that was the afters to the afters to the afters. Mm-hmm. The this whole thread of conversation, Adam Wilborn. If you cast your minds back five minutes, was you asking me if there's any casualties? The afters to the afters to the afters. The post cozy joys. The final whittling down of only the hardcore alcoholics at what culture ended up being me. Chris Thompson, Emil Frenchie, Marcus Brongi, and tiny Amy from the Horror Channel. And out of them, out of those five people, which do you think suddenly turned around and went, oh, God, I've had too much here. I've got to go home. I'm going to, because of the way you've set it up, I'm going to say Marcus. It was Marcus. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. But that was it. We all all ended up with Lady Grace, stayed about half two, and then went to bed and woke up in the morning going, "Why why did I do that then? Yeah. Why did I do that then? Um, Marcus is someone who we met last year on the work Christmas party over Zoom, but I'd never met in person. So first, Marcus is based in London, so it's the first time. Obviously, it was a bit of a stretch this year. Obviously, I don't know whether you, if you might, if you're not in the UK, you might not be aware. We're putting increasing restrictions now. Yeah. We're not going full lockdown or anything, but the suggestion is maybe restrict your travel, maybe try and work from home if you can. Blah blah blah. So no one had a Christmas party last so the, year. So, so the, co- the concept, the idea of getting loads of our uh, colleagues from across the country up was sort of it was presented. If you'd like to come up, you are welcome to, but obviously no pressure. Yeah. So no Jules, no Miller, no Gareth, a few others who didn't make it. Um, but Marcus was just like. Yeah, on a party, are you? <laughs> Never been to Newcastle. Cool. Just booked himself a hotel and came up, and he was uh, tremendous. He's on good form. Big, big, bigger than I anticipated. I, it's the first time I've met Marcus in person. He is a unit. He walked in, and I was really glad that I managed to bowl a strike for him because uh, yeah, I was terrified. <laughs> I was like thinking, like, oh, here I am, big uh, lanky, main lanky lad in the uh, what culture office. Who's this guy? What's going on here? This isn't right. I thought he was like, you know, six foot at most He's on the not. stretch channel. You could have a hundred goals at drawing a what culture presenter. And I never think you'd ever perfectly capture <laughs> Marcus's energy. Would he you, is he is not he's not he's not like you and me. Would you like to hear my favourite moment from the What Culture Christmas party? Yes. Okay. I think I know what this is. Okay. Sid, <laughs> so, do you want to set the scene here? Or the scene is I've been narrowly defeated by uh one of the bosses at Pool, actually. Mm-hmm. That fueled my resentment of the remaining fixtures. <laughs> Michael Hamflit then had a game with Josh Brown. Yeah. Michael Hamflit's pretty much the best pool player in the office. And I am a prick, so I like to see him get beat because he beats me so often. And I wanted um, Josh to beat him. And Josh is he's okay, right? Yeah. He's got a shot on him. Josh can play. Josh can play. He'll play it against me. Josh can play. So that's funny. I didn't expect Josh to win. Josh won... I was very hyped up. Lots of adrenaline. Lots of cruel adrenaline was flowing through my veins. Lots of fizz. And for whatever reason, we'd been talking uh, about the rapper H, who is a white rapper from Leeds, who has a song that we rather enjoy because of a line that, delivered by anyone else, may sound pretty cool, but it done in a Leeds accent, well, it sounds as, as similar to this. <laughs> All I know that moment was that I wanted 
to do something with the energy and the happiness and the euphoria of my friend getting beaten in a game of pool. Should, I should inform you. I, I should, make a blush. I should when inform I call you both. I've just I haven't actually looked at my camera roll since Tuesday. Uh-oh. But I've not been able to bring myself to. But I do appear to have 19 seconds of this charming man and 13 seconds of uh, Are you hanging up your stocking on your wall? Are you hanging up your stocking on your wall? Any requests? I've also got this picture of you, which you're gonna have to post on social media later. Uh oh. Just just these. What's happening here? How am I on my knees? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I really think my memory got pretty much wiped when we had to cozy Joe's. Would you, would you like? Which would you like? This charming man, or you're not talking on your wall? I think we you're, had our young. You look, you look in trepidation here. Okay, yes, it's a Actually, no, I, I've, too late. It, The Hamlet in that. I've got oh. to say, Hamlet's got the moves like. Oh, he's, he's absolutely in that zone. There's yeah. a wonderful time spent with him. I've only, after what, three years of podcasting, got accustomed to the sound of my own rubbish voice, the singing voice, which I don't have. I'll never get used to that. Uh, anyway, should we talk about some wrestling? Uh, yes, there's a pretty. Uh, I would call a sharp pivot. Yeah, there's a, we'll get to that in due course. Let's, yeah, let's, it's not the time to do it. Let's talk instead about something else we've been looking forward to this week. The debut of Hook in AEW. How would you... Do, well, we introduced Amy to Hook earlier on today, didn't we, Adam Cleary? Yeah. And how are you feeling about this absolute peace that is Taz's son debuting in ring tonight? All right, yeah, looks... Uh... I mean, I've got, I've got, I'm out tonight, so I've got, I've got, I've got plans. Um, I'm sure. Well, look, from what I've seen, a hook. There's, t- there's marketable talent there, isn't there? There's a quite a quite a marketable a marketable talent in the old uh, supple young body. That's what it's kind of yeah. All right, I was I was I was running my finger around yeah, that. Let's yeah, say, yeah, okay, yeah. Look, isn't there? I don't know much about hook. I'll tell you that. For I'm quite happy to be educated on hook, right? But is the is the apprehension about him that he looks so ready made a talent? That the in-ring work might dramatically disappoint. No. The, <laughs> oh, get in there. The quite opposite is true. Everyone first clasped eyes on this brooding, handsome young man who was the son of goddamn Taz and thought, I don't know why yet. I can't articulate this yet. And we'd only seen like his obscured face underneath the hoodie, and we all just somehow knew that's pro wrestling's next megastar. Yeah. He became a meme as a result. All in good faith, no one was taking the mick out the idea of Ahuk. We just instantly knew he was going to be this good. And all the reports, because it's in the Karnas rampage, so everyone knows how good or not it was. And apparently he was absolutely class. Yeah. I've spoke at length about Ahuk on the rampage preview, which of course you can listen to wherever you get your podcasts from right Blah. now. Wilborn, what is it that first uh, fascinated you with Hook? Yeah, I think it was the hair, I've got to say, the first, yeah. first of all. It's just defies gravity and logic and like also that body with the only thing I've seen him eat on camera is crisps so that was flabbergasting as well also there can't be many examples I'm assuming maybe Dusty did it with Cody but there can't be many examples of a father commentating on a son's wrestling match there's not many that I can recall I know Steve Carino worked his kid in an incredible match early this year so that's kind of a bit of a buzz for older fans who are still with it to get these intergener- intergenerational deals. But it's just Taz and Hook, they don't look related. 
and yet they are, and it makes sense that they are. Taz commentating on Hook tonight is going to be incredible. He's going to be totally biased. It's going to be incredible. He's going to get terrified if, in fact, Fuego gets something in on him. I'm not sure. Fuego's going to do something perfectly within the rules of the match, and Taz is going to cry cheating yeah. in that wonderful Bobby Heenan way. It's going to be class. I can't believe this is going to happen on the same week as uh, Robbie Savage's son came on for Man United. Yes, yes. We're all was, getting very old is the, is the, is God, the people, takeaway. People who were much older than us and we hated as children for various reasons. Taz, because I've played a heel wrestler, Robbie Savage, because he's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> now we're like feeling either encouraged or underwhelmed by their sons making their... Their first forays into the same industry. <sighs> wow. Times they are changing. Speaking of which, more NXT departures this week. Or are they, I suppose? There's reports now going around that WWE is still hopeful that, that Kyle O'Reilly and, and Johnny Gargano may come back. They were, you know... That's what people say about their dogs that have ran off, man. Not like a wrestler you can pay <laughs> money to work on your show. But you obviously used to cover NXT a lot. It's very different nowadays, Adam Cleary. Do yes. you think, you know, is it so so much change that AEW, for example, is, is a better place for them? Well, again, this does sound like your dog's run away, but rather than it returning back to its abusive home, it's been hit by a car and gone to the farm that... All dogs dream of running around on when they are hit by cars. Apologies, dog got hit by a car this week. By the way, couldn't have known about that, could I? Um, uh, mine did. So did it? Oh. Yeah. Did I? So, uh, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It's a horrible story. It's off. Yeah, it's not wrestle culture worthy. This story. Are you for real? Yeah. After we stopped recording, I'll, I'll tell you who was. I didn't even know you had a dog. I like this is years ago. Oh, I meant a teenager. This, I meant this week. Oh, this week? Oh, God. no, it's ages ago. Oh, so, oh, yeah, my dad oh, was behind the wheel. <laughs> what? Yeah, he was on his way out anyway. It was like some sprightly seven-year-old, sinewy lab-like. I thought when you said that as well, when you said he was on his way out. I thought you meant your dad like. Your dad was like, he's, 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 he's on <laughs> That's cheaper than the vets, this son. <laughs> just put his pedal down. Not Honestly, like that happened. I can't tell you the emotional rollercoaster I've just been oh, on it. Because my exact wild. words were, I'm sorry if anyone's dog got hit by a car this week. And you I went, didn't... yeah, mine was. I, I didn't, was like, I didn't <laughs> hear this week. Oh, I did not hear this week. Oh. Eek, well, again, I want to apologise to anybody whose dog got, did get hit by a car this week. I don't, but... <laughs> But a dog Unless he was on its way out. It no, Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly are not going oh, back to NXT, okay. all right? <laughs> Trips is behind the wheel, and he's mowed them over on the drive. He reversed. <laughs> <laughs> he barely told He was just, he was, he was going to die the next week. <laughs> That's what I told me dad anyway. Uh, Johnny Gargano <laughs> and Kyle O'Reilly, right? Johnny oh, Gargano. What was it? Now, come on. We're not leaving this. What was, this, what was the poor thing's name? Billy. Billy. I love like <laughs> cute, not human because they're all you know technically human names. I just love that when dogs are named, you know, not like Rex or whatever. Billy, Billy. I love it. Would you have uh, O'Reilly <laughs> and Gargano uh, in AW? Uh, of course I would. Yeah, of course I would. Again, like we spoke about this on the news. Um, I shouldn't be such a polymath. Mm. Is the problem here because I'm going to regurgitate content. Kyle O'Reilly. Is genuinely got like an irreverent sense of humor. We saw by <laughs> got an erection there. <laughs> we saw like the air guitar stuff and yeah. various promos he cut as a heel because WWE scripts like WWE scripts. He was absolutely a dead Peter Dune. Peter Dune, and he's like they dressed up as Orange Cassidy without realizing it was subconscious um, plagiarism, and he was just totally doomed. Um, totally Gargano, doomed. <laughs> yeah, Gargano was similarly doomed. Uh, because he was asked to tear his hands for about three years. Mm. And they're both incredible technicians. 
with actual senses of humour. That Gargano was better at adapting to TV than O'Reilly was. They're going to be class in AEW, and that's where they're going. Here's the thing. NXT, <laughs> right now... It's verging on insight, this, by the way. I need to warn you. Johnny Gargano um, could go back to NXT. NXT, right now, is um, a throng of 200 people, um, and it's a cult led by a showbiz dad. <laughs> or go to, like a weekly touring show that plays hosts to between six and 10,000 people, rabid people per week. Yeah, and with uh, it, there's no, it's not exactly like, yeah, all right, this is this, there is this cool, but that's, you know, developmental. When you get to the main roster, it's like, oh, we all, the ride's on the wall for you two. Just look at what they did to Sami Zayn in the last week. Johnny Gargano could literally get like an eight-star match from Dave Meltzer and Vince would go, tiny. One, one surprising departure I did see this week, uh, Adam Cleary, was... was Somebody's dog. Was, uh, no, was, <laughs> was Joseph Connors from, from uh, NXT UK? Someone who... Was you was, was surprised in the sense that you didn't know NXT UK was still a thing? Well, a little bit of that, but also <laughs> I'm just astonished that they didn't do more with someone like him. Because yeah, oh. I, I, rem- I remember being there when he made his return when to they the WCPW. Very, right, yeah. Okay, it's a bit of narrative to this. Obviously, Connors was part of that initial intake they did with NXT UK when they basically... Dropped their backsides at World of Sport, Progress, ICW, US, and they went, you know, their various ways of combating each of these uh, promotions in the UK, and they made those those major signings. And he did. He was he wasn't our champion at the time. We had mercifully been given the heads up, mm-hmm. so we were able. It wasn't one of these situations where, as happened with other champions, we just saw them sitting in the front row of NXT Takeover. We did get the head. They did at least let us know that, like, whatever, yeah. and you wouldn't be like, "Works, okay, that's fine." So we worked it in the booking, but we thought. He's done really well. He genuinely feels like one of the guys who, in the very short space of time that we'd been running at that point, obviously he was doing loads of other stuff in other promotions as well, but the short space of time that we'd running, you'd see a noticeable change in his stature and his standing. Um, I think by his own admission, I think, did he even mention this in an interview once? And he said something like, there was no chance in hell I was ever on that uh, initial tournament if it wasn't for that admittedly short run there. Yeah. Where they, they, you know, we, we strapped him up, he took the belt off uh, Killian Dane. Do you remember that incredible lineage of WCPW champions as it ended up going? Um, and he was he was a real standout in that tournament. They obviously, like, again, it was WWE doing WWE. And went, oh, you're missing part of your ear? Can you just keep showing the camera that and snarling? It was it was very little, but it was more than all but, I think, I'm fair in right in saying Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne yeah. got in that tournament. He was probably the third or fourth guy in that uh, to come out of it. But then they just forgot all about him. And obviously, like as everybody else did who got signed up to those contracts, he worked a lot of independent dates in the UK. He's obviously been, he's not stopped wrestling, yeah. even if he hasn't been used very well. The keep around on the UK tours, obviously appeared in NXT UK a couple of times. But if you look at sort of um, the start he had and where he was at the start, they comp- it's, it's a total waste, a yeah. total waste of ability. He was somebody who they were apart crying out for when they started out um, uh, NXT UK. I watched, I watched, as with everyone, I watched the first couple episodes of that. And it was just, there was nobody who was, like, credibly or believably, like, interesting or particularly bad or felt like they had an edge to them. And it's like, you got Joseph Connors there, man. Like, even if you are just obsessed with the fact he's, like, missing part of his ear, and, oh, that's scary. That's better than character development. It's still still something, you know what I mean? It's something you know how to work with. Um, So, yeah, as, as with everybody who's getting back into doing what they do best, uh, I'm delighted for him. I saw the promo we had over on social over social media. Was mm. it this week or last week? I think it was this week. Was it this week? This week's been 
hasn't existed for the purposes of time no. and space this week. Um, but yeah, really good. Love Joseph Connors. All the best. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Now, whilst we're talking about releases, there is an elephant in the room. We kind of have to talk about Jeff Hardy obviously released this week. Uh, we saw the the footage and the report about him uh, being taken off the the the, uh, the, to- the shows and stuff. And, you know, he, he was a rough week, I think it was described as, and WWE offering him help and rehab and him turning that down. And kind of as a result of all that, him being released, it's, we talked about this in the news, Sige, it's a horrible story to have to report because of people's knowledge of Jeff Hardy's issues outside of the ring, and, you know, we're not going to sit here and speculate about what's the future for him, or, you know, the the cause of all this, I just wanted to, I felt like it was worthy of a mention, and, uh, you know, wanted can I, to, to... Can I just flag up, I haven't, actually, I haven't seen today's update on this, um, has there been any update on it? Um... Well, it's it, it's the the main thing is. What do you mean you did the, the news yeah. when it broke yesterday? Obviously, it was still quite sketchy then. Um, what was it? I think it was Andrew Zarian who provided it was an of update Men. on on this. Uh, and and basically what he said, I'll get the quote here. Actually, in fact, um, he talked. They 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 mentioned about him being uh, impaired uh, at the uh, the fourth of December house show in Texas, and yeah, I th- it was one of those things where. WWE had offered this help. They, 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 you know, he's he he had been. Andrew Zarian's report basically said that he was, you know, he seemed to be mostly in control, and then suddenly had a sort of rough patch out of nowhere, basically. Yeah, and Jeff has apparently refused um, WWE's offer of rehabilitation. Yeah. In doing so, knowing damn well that he'd get released, and that is what the case has happened. Uh, two things I want to mention before we move on. One. 
Um, inpatient treatment isn't the only route to stop drinking, yep. so yep. hopefully that is. Um, you'll seek an alternative avenue for that. Two, this feels totally at odds considering we've glorified alcohol use at the start of this podcast mm-hmm. because you had a great time doing it, of course. The other night, we are all subjectively and uniquely troubled in our own ways, and as a result, we should have a collective empathy towards everyone's mm. own struggles. I, I, I mentioned this in the news. I was disgusted to see people reacting to this on social media other than just simply saying, hope he gets the help he needs and, and, and wishing him well in his recovery. The speculating about where he's going to go next or speculating about the, 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 the reasoning for this or speculating whether this is a bloody storyline for him to revamp his character. It disgusts me. I mean, I'll be funny. It's WWE. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. It's not beyond the pale for them to do something like this. On separate occasions, by all accounts, they've made the only decision they could have made. They've made it swiftly, irrespective of whether it's... Um, contradicts th- things they've done in their past. They've done it now, so that's something. I'll just read this quote from Andrew Zeri, and, we'll, and then we'll move on. Uh, what I was told is that he's been really good. He does occasionally drink, but the last few weeks have been rough for him. Those are the words, more or less. I hope he gets better. I suppose we've just got to echo those sentiments here from all of you. Yeah, here I, I think, I mean, we did the news yesterday. I'd have a quick look at some of the comments. Obviously, there's a lot of concern, I think, comes from the headline of he's refused WWE's offer of rehabilitation. So I'm really glad you've pointed it out there that, like, the guy has got a good support network around, as far as we know. Like, his family's always there for him. The outpouring of love that's been from everybody who he shares a locker room with, from, you know, former colleagues, current colleagues. Uh, I, I'm in no doubt whatsoever that, you know, there are there will be people around him who are helping him make the right choices. And, you know, the guy's been here himself. Yeah. And if he's taking himself out of the spotlight, effectively, if that helps him get the help he needs, then, yeah, Um just, just little little headlines to go along with it, like like not taking WWE's offer. I just, I just think can lend itself to, you know, to speculation and to hyperbole and stuff. When right now a lot of the facts aren't available, yeah. and you've just got to kind of hope he's doing right by himself. Uh, right before we get to this week's hashtag bloody good quiz, uh, a quick preview looking ahead to winter is coming. Uh, obviously, we normally do this if the pay per view is at the weekend. This is sort of a TV special going down next week on Dynamite. Um, Sage, first of all, your thoughts, not to step all over our toes with the Dynamite preview next week, but your thoughts on the AW Dynamite beautiful diamond ring. Is this a, a repeat, a three-peat, I suppose, for MJF retaining? Or could it be Dante Martin? Or is the factors about him joining then leaving Team Taz going to be too much for all this? As a mark, I would say this, but what a bit of an ingenious booking. Like more, MJF versus Wardlow, when it actually happens, is going to be massive. The threat of them breaking up lingers all of the goddamn time it lingers over this match. The drama in it's going to be incredible because it might feed into the CM Punk versus MJF feud, which is the short-term direction. It might feed into the MJF versus Wardlow feud, which is the medium to long-term direction, it looks like. Uh, there's a million different ways this can go. I'm going to say that he holds on to the diamond ring. Yeah. I don't know how. I'll work that out before we get to the preview, but this match itself should be great. And surreal as well as MJF as the hometown hero this week. I know we covered it a lot on the Dynamite review, yeah. but it was bizarro world to steal a WWE term. Absolutely. And the best thing about this specific dynamic is that if there's any kind of residual, oh, wasn't MJF great last week? I might be more um, prone to cheering him this week. Danny Martin can do something ridiculous in like 10 seconds. That'll just get the fans on his side. MJF is such a master storyteller like that. He can make people want a Dante Martin high spot more than anybody else by like just 
ducking out the ring, stalling, doing loads of different counters, that you'll know exactly how to maximise his high spots. This is very much dynamite preview for it. Yes, uh, and in terms of um, singles matches that they can just hoy on with no build in recent weeks. Oh my god, say. do the quiz! But no build, no build for recent weeks. Too much wrestling on wrestle culture for. Kara Shida and Serena Deeb is going to be masterful. Me too. It's been a long week. Do the quiz. Does Does Hangman Page retain the AW World Championship against Brian Danielson next week for you, Cleary? Yeah, do the quiz. Yeah, yeah, of course he does. Oh, come on. Like, after all after all that, after all the times I had to come in this office and hear about this cowboy story, and I had to watch <laughs> all those fan-made promo packages. And, oh, oh, Adam, how do you think that Punk, you did excited for Punk and Brian's arrival, but how does it impact Hagman Page, who you've definitely not forgotten about? Oh, what? What's all this? After all that, after all that, you're just going to drop it to Brian. Quiz. Danielson's <laughs> going to make you feel at least 10 times with a different submission that he's going to win the title, but ultimately he won't. There we go. We'll preview this more next week. But enough of all this. It's now time for a bloody good quiz. Force. The force you hit that with now. Yeah. It's all, all like what's Got a message. Got to read it to alleviate the anxiety. Yeah. My <laughs> son's uh, recital went very well. Hey, Very good. Uh, this you, week, what was you reciting? Something to do with the nativity. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it online. There's only a two-person max. Oh, fair enough. Well, no room at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Piss off. Uh, so this week's quiz is uh, brought to you and actually created by Matt Takimoto. Who says uh, Adam and the rest of the What Culture Legends, a hearty thank you oh, for thank you sh- showing me what the next level of wrestling fandom looks like as a childhood WCW fan who lost interest once Goldberg lost his streak. I redis- rediscovered my love for pro wrestling when I heard Chris Jericho was champion of a new promotion and his belt had already been stolen. I watched episode one of Dynamite, haven't missed one since, and I really appreciate the Dadley's insights and hidden gems from wrestling arcana that elevate what I watched the night before in something more macro and layered. I've attached a hashtag bloody good quiz Whoa. all about the AEW championships. I've also combined a surely incomplete list I'm calling wrestlers whose names I can't say in a normal voice because of the what culture, lads? Mostly Wilbur. Reading them all at once might break something, so be careful. Check this out, Sid. You ready? The list includes Mace, T-Bar, Tony D'Angelo, Santos Escobar, Cameron Grimes, baby, to the moon. Tony Nice and his tiny knees, the grizzled young veterans, Braun Breaker, Pete Dawn, Indu Jab, Von Wagner. What's his characteristic? What's he got? He's got hard. Come. <laughs> Come Tuesday. <laughs> he also got Rick Boogs. Uh, FDR. Uh, we also have Layla Hirsch. And God bless the United States. Rebel, not Reba. Reba, not Rebel. Big George. Randy. And my favorite one, Bish Bosch and Boris Johnson, or whatever their names are, which I believe is the Brooks Jensen, Josh Briggs combo in NXT. But if he thinks this is good, he should hear all the names you don't pronounce properly in the office, but won't oh. do on podcast. Mm-hmm. Are there two Antipodeans who. Uh... Excuse me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. Well, they're now the inspiration, but they're formerly known as the Iconics. How can they start with the same letter? And you still somehow you've managed to find a seventh vowel <laughs> for each of them. Anyway, she gets this quiz. Yes. 
If you're a, if you want to uh, have your name associated with a hashtag, bloody good quiz, by the way, uh, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes and leave us a five star review. So, ten questions. We are playing for this delicious bar of Galaxy Smooth Milk oh. that I purchased. What's the air grams on it? Uh, Two hundred grams. How many? Yeah. yeah, no, but like, what's the what's what's the nutritional value? Uh, Different priorities. <laughs> portion side, definitely. Uh, oh, here you go. It says it will make your dick go hard. <laughs> so, ten questions. I thought this would be very. And for any Americans listening to this, that is how good Galaxy Smooth Milk Chocolate is. You Hershey nonces. Oh god, they such awful trash. Hershey's in it. Absolutely disgusting. Get a grip. Grow up. Want some cocoa with your sugar? <laughs> <laughs> so, ten questions. I'm gonna pit you, Adam Cleary, against Mister AEW, the guy who's written a book. All about AEW, it's, in fact. From a business standpoint, it is catastrophic if I, if I win here. Okay. The amount of AEW book refunds we're going to be getting if you lose this. It's fine. He's just edited the thing so he should know his stuff. Yeah. <sighs> Skimmed it. Whatculture.bigcartel.com, <laughs> but watch this space for further developments. Read. Oh, if it is your Christmas wish, <laughs> perhaps there will be some joy in your stocking. Uh, and bag. Ten questions, multiple choice. Shane, name, wait for me to come to you. Question number one. Thank you to, once again, to uh, Matt for this quiz. Question number one. Which of AEW's four major pay-per-views has seen the most title changes? Brackets, this does not include inaugural champions. Adam, all out. No, dear, that's wrong. Oh. Is it all championships? Uh, oh. Most title changes, not including inaugural champions. That's all I've got to work on here. Um, oh, I didn't hear that bit. Can I go again? No. Good radio, this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Full gear? Yay! Solid start. Full guess, more like. It was, I. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. Chris Jericho famously touted himself as the youngest ever AEW champion during his Adam, reign. Adam, correct. True. But as of Full Gear 2021, which wrestler was the youngest ever to win a championship belt in AEW? Was it Hangman Page, Darby Allen, Riho, or Sammy Guevara? Adam. Sammy Guevara. No, I'm dear, that's wrong. Sidgwick, Riho. Oh, I was going to say Rio. Two for two. Number three, uh, SCU's defeated the Lucha Bros to become the inaugural AEW Tag Champs on Dynamite. But what move finished off the match? Was it SCU later, TKO, Celebrity Rehab, or a roll-up? Can't have been a roll-up. You nerds would have had kittens over that. Adam, TKO. No, dear, that's wrong. No, wait, no. I meant SCU later. SCU later. I meant SCU later. over to. It's a long time ago, to be fair. Yeah, SCU later? No, dear, that's wrong. It was a roll-up. It <laughs> was a roll-up, yeah. <laughs> I genuinely don't remember that. I can't remember that. Question number four. Still 2-0 to Sige. How many AEW championship matches for any of the AEW-branded belts have featured some sort of stipulation? 12, 13, 14, or 15. I didn't write this question, Adam Cleary. 
So yeah, well, at least you, he has, look, look, fair play to the slide. At least he hasn't done match times, all right? Your usual go to the well when you can't think of anything. Yeah, good. fair. Oh, how long was this match between the big show and the other big show? <laughs> Fake big show. Fake big show. Cedric, 13. No, dear, that's ah, wrong. What's left? 12, 14, or 15? 14. Yay! Back in down the, the game. Down the middle. Uh, down the middle. Speaking of stipulations, the Cody Rhodes Brody Lee dog collar match was full of shenanigans because, well, Cody. Uh, among the chaos was Arn Anderson delivering a spine buster to a member of the Dark Order. But which member's spine hit the pine? Was it Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, or Alan Angels? Adam, John Silver. No, oh, dear, that's you, wrong. You give it a, I know they can't see this, but you give it away with your face. Oh, sorry. Sidgwick. Alex Reynolds. Yay! Oh, you heard of that one? He's Silver's tag team partner. From the Beaver. Boys. Okay. 3 1, halfway. Question six. The FTW Championship exists at the fringes of AEW canon, though the graphics team certainly recognizes it, judging by Ricky Starks as Orange Lower Third. The FTW title was both awarded to Brian Cage and won by Starks. 377 days Christ, later. is this a question or a Wikipedia <laughs> entry, man? But on what AEW program did it change yeah. hands? Was it Dynamite? Fighter Fest? Citric Fighter Fest. Yay! Wow. He's stride now, isn't he? What's that? 4-1? Yeah. 4-1. Question seven. After You'd have to really mess this up from here. And, uh, oh, you prick. I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> Including <laughs> hardware from other promotions... How many different wearable championships have been contested wearable championships? in AEW? 9, 10, 11, or 12. He's counting on his hands here, Cleary. Putting oh. it under the table so I can't see I love it. Adam. 11. 11. No, oh, dear. That's so wrong. funny. Nine, ten. Well, the other option 9, 10, or 12. It'll be 10. It'll be 10. Just go 10. Trust me, it's 10. Wearable championships. I like the way he's worded that. I don't know if the TBS one counts. Is it wearable? Yes, but it's not really been the title yet. We're just in the tournament. Mm. Ten. No, dear, that's wrong. Twelve. It was never ten. The four AEW titles, FTW Championship, IWGP US Championship, AAA Mega Championship, AAA Tag Championship, (sighs) Impact Championship... TNA Championship, oh. Impact Tag Team titles, and of course, the beautiful Diamond Ring. Three questions to go. Four, one. Oh, you can only draw. <clears throat> oh, goodness. All right. The highest rated hashtag and new match in AEW history, at least as far as the Meltzer scale is concerned, is the 5.75, five and three quarter star Lucha Bros Young Bucks cage match from All Out 2021. Good that. But which hashtag and new match is Meltzer's lowest rated in AEW history? Is it Riho Nyla Rose? Adam, that one. Yay! That sucked. Nothing ever going to suck more than that. Three and a quarter stars he gave for that. It was great. It was a bit sloppy, but the entire audience was losing their minds. Uh, the other options were going to be Moxley Jericho from Revolution, uh, Cody three Lance, and three, Cody Lance Archer from Double or Nothing twenty twenty. That was that three and three as well. Oh yeah. wait, you're right. That was I watched. That was really early. It was really it was early. The first one. That was the first one. Yeah, that was really good. That was close. What am I thinking of? 
I don't know. There was a what, ba- was, what was the one that it was full of botches? Tile match. Yeah. There was. Uh, I'm sure it was. Oh, nine. I know. It was it. Um, Chris Statlander. You're thinking of. That's it. He's thinking of Chris. Was it Baker and Statlander, or was that? Oh, no, no, maybe you know Sheeda and Statlander. I think. And it was just a, a lot of miscommunication. That doesn't feature in fact. Uh, right. Question nine four two. Oh, swinging on time. Belts don't change hands yeah. often in AEW, but which of the four main AEW prizes has the highest percentage of matches that end in an hashtag and new champion? The TNT Championship, the AEW World Championship, the AEW Tag Championships, or the AEW Women's Championship? Cedric TNT. No, dear, that's wrong. Can you do this again, please? Uh, TNT Championship, AW World Championship, AW Tag Championship, AW Women's Championship. Now you see, I can see what you've done there because there's been a lot of champions for that, but also you must defend it quite a lot. Well, I'm drawn, I'm weirdly drawn towards AEW Championship because they don't defend that that often, do they? And there's been th- four of them now. Well, one press the button. No, no, no. Oh, yes, I said it, yeah. No, because if I don't... If I don't get it, don't, 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 don't... This is shit. This is <coughs> all bust, isn't it? One of them three. So what? TNT, AW, tag women's. Yes. And he's had TNT. He had TNT. They'll def- they'll, the tag team titles will be defended all the time on television. It's not that one. How many women? I can't think how many women's champions have been. That's where I'm going to fall down on this. I'm going to say the. I'm going to. You know what it is? I'm going to just. I'm going to get it on the table. I'm going to say the AW Championship. I don't think they defend it that often, and there's been like four champions. Yeah. Oh, no. He's in with a shout. He's in with a shout. The book's book's really good. I worked hard on it. I did read it, in fact. I will tell you. uh, Edited. Both the world. Edited. Both the world. It's in a box. Both the World Championship and the Women's Championship would have been the correct answer there. Both 18, point? 18.1%. <laughs> That's actually 2.6. Uh, TNT Championship changes hands 15.3% of the time. Three, uh, six champions at 39. I'm going to be honest with you, Will, but I misheard the question. Okay. <laughs> what did you think he said? That's the most champions per belt. Uh, yeah. No. That would have been correct if that was the question. You uh, would have got the point. It was the question. Question 10. There are five options for this one as well. Just five? Yeah. I make the rules here. There are, as of Winter is Coming 2021, four wrestlers that have lost five or more matches for an AEW championship. Which of the following is not one of those four? God, I don't want to uh, What can we say it again? You, one more I time. don't understand this. Sorry, go on. As of Winter is Coming, right. four wrestlers have lost five or more matches for an AEW championship. Which of these people is not... One of those four. Oh, so there's five answers. So the four options. What? There's five options. One of them hasn't lost five or more matches. So it's essentially most. They've only lost four. Most failed championship pursuits. Yeah, but you want the one, well, one that's of not them, that's yeah, not, not failed. So this is this effect. What we're giving giving you is a group of people who failed to win championships. Which of these is not actually in this group? No. <laughs> this is a really complicated <laughs> final question. I've just realised. People have lost five or more title matches, okay? That's not in dispute. Yeah, but I want the person in this list who's only lost, I'll just tell you, he's only lost four 
championship matches. Oh, what's about a second sausage alarm? Hey, sausage alarm. Oh, I'll tell you about the sausage <laughs> alarm later. the sausage alarm on the, was the Rampage uh, preview. I had to get a sausage alarm to remember to go and buy the sausages. <laughs> and this is where I come undone. I have to do an additional sausage alarm to remember I to get them out can, the fridge. I can confirm this is an important sausage alarm because in one of our early weeks in this building, I went to uh, get some stuff out of the kitchen on a Friday afternoon before I left and I opened the fridge and thought, huh, wonder who's left all these sausages in there. Turned out to be Cedric. Did you not eat them? Well, this is the thing. I was. I, I thought I they were a, off his sausage. I had. <laughs> I had. It, I was in a moral maze because I looked at the date on those, and the date was Monday. And I thought, quandary. I thought, what should I a leave them? Didn't see them. Wasn't my problem. Maybe they'll be fine for him on Monday when he gets in. B take them home, stick them in my freezer, and bring mm-hmm. them in for him. Like they are. These are. These have got. These have two extra days on them because I froze them for you. C just eat them. Like cook them, no, 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 like raw, yeah, yeah. Not, not like not like Patricia ever has his chicken. Like just eat them, cook Medium them. Rare. Awful just... that, awful that. You ever see that video? Of yeah. him just eating, licking the chicken breast. Ugh. Anyway, anyway, yeah. One That's of these people, yes, yeah, not understand the question. <laughs> one of these people has only lost four championship matches. The other, the other four people have lost five. five. Right. I want the one. The odd five one. options. Five options. Ready? Yeah. Five people. Five people. Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Jungle Boy, Eddie Kingston, Nyla Rose. So right, so there's five people here. Just yeah. to clarify, four of them have lost five championship yeah. matches. And one of them has lost only lost four. four. Go on again. Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Jungle Boy, Eddie Kingston, Nyla Rose. One more time for the options, please. Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Jungle Boy, Eddie Kingston, and Nyla Rose. Oh, see, this is, I shouldn't guess because I've got a 20% chance. This, this will get you I've got half a, of this I've got a 20% bar. chance of getting it, whereas if I let you have a punt, it might knock it down to a quarter. If you get it right, I'm not even going to press yay or no, no, dear, that's wrong. I'm just going to smash the chocolate bar on my chair if you get this right, okay? Morning, what can Sidgwick. Again? Adam, Ray Phoenix. Scorpio Sky. It was Ray no! Phoenix. Oh, no! <laughs> He and Frankie Kazarian have lost four each, which means it's a tie. You both get half of this delicious galaxy. One, and you get four. <laughs> but it means you've clearly learned a Check lot. Check the audio over here. No, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second, because that clearly means you've both learned a lot from Becoming All Elite to The Rise of AW, the book. You from writing it, you from reading it to edit it. So if people want to be as smart Wait, as both test, of you... What a testimonial that is. If people want to be as smart as both of you, they can, well, look into it, let's just say. There's going to be developments on the way. Whatculture.bigcartel.com But thank you to both of our players, Mike Sidgwick and Adam Clue, for competing in this week's hashtag bloody good quiz. Also, give, we're going to give a massive thanks as well to Matt Takimoto for not only being associated with the hashtag bloody good quiz, but also for writing it for us. If you want your name associated with the hashtag bloody good quiz, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes and leave us a five-star review on there. Right. This has been Wrestle Culture. Don't forget you can follow us all on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Want to follow both of these lovely gentlemen? You can follow Adam Cleary at at Adam Cleary C L E R Y. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick, and you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Of course, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Though 
But for now, this has been Wrestle Culture. My thanks to Adam Clue, to Michael Cedric, to you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Wrestle Culture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. I was trying to make my sausage alarm play, but I couldn't get set up in time. <laughs> <laughs>